Welcome to How Now, the podcast where we talk about how to live in the now. And here's your host, Kim Martin Raymond. Peace and blessings, love and light, and welcome to this edition of the How Now podcast, where we talk about how to live in the now. I am your host, Kim Martin Raymond. I am a minister, spiritual life coach, and founder of Redefining You LLC, where I help my clients to realign themselves, mind, body, and spirit. And if this is your first time tuning in to the How Now podcast, welcome. We are in season two of the How Now podcast. And this season, we'll be talking about health and wellness. We'll be featuring some special authors and those who are doing things in and through our community. So go to www.hownowpodcast.com where you can click on the banner, and you're able to watch our show on the How Now YouTube channel, or you can choose your favorite uh, podcast platform, and you can watch our shows. You can subscribe, like, and share, and then you can watch our shows in review. See some of the shows that you've missed and get notified for our upcoming shows. So again, that's www.hownowpodcast.com. So let's dive in. And tonight we're going to be talking about purpose. We're going to be talking about how sometimes we have things that happen in our lives that cause us to pivot, just like this pandemic. This pandemic has put us in a place where some of us have had to go back and and redefine what it is that we are looking to do. And sometimes what we think was our initial path winds up not being so much what we thought it was. And, you know, for those of us who are Christians, you know, we want to be obedient to what it is that God has for us. And so things happen for a reason. And sometimes those pivots lead to a more purposeful life and leads us into a space where we would have never imagined going, you know, and such is the case for our special guest. So before we dive in, as is customary with the How Now podcast, I'm going to have my guest to introduce herself at this time. Good evening. My name is Crystal Blade. I am a native of Decatur, Georgia, um, a business owner, entrepreneur, dream producer, and a motivator. Awesome. Awesome. So glad to have you here with us today, Crystal. It is wonderful to, you know, have a, uh, a native Georgian in the house, you know, there aren't many of you all here, you know, so (laughs) shout out to all of the natives (laughs) of Atlanta. And, um, you know, Crystal and I had an opportunity to meet some time back. I was able to do some, um, some volunteer work through a, a mutual friend of ours. And that, that, uh, volunteer work took place at a place called the J Blade Ranch. And that ranch is here in the metropolitan Atlanta area. Now it's not out in the country. It's actually right here in, you know, one of the uh, major counties here in Atlanta, Georgia. And so first we'll start off with talking a little bit about the J Blade Ranch. So give us a little history on that. Well, um, the J Blade Ranch, uh, we purchased it in 2017. I purchased it in 17 and um, was not 
100% sure as to what all would take place on the land. I knew that um, I wanted to have a cultivating space for creatives, for business owners, for the community to come and have a place to, you know, uplift their their um, their spirits, um, kind of get in tune with nature, but also have learning programs and, and conferences and workshops. So I did know that that's the direction initially that we wanted to take. Um, but since then, it has blossomed into so much more. And um, with the help of sharing the story and family and friends hearing the story, um, they have shared their visions for the land. We've taken some of those visions and turned them into reality. So the ranch is ever growing. Um, there's a lot going on over there. And I definitely can't wait to share uh, what we're doing for our community. Awesome. And so you bought the land initially with the thought of, of using it for the community in some way. I love that you say that you use it for creatives and for, you know, uh, uh, you know, a green space and a space for people to be able to do things within the community. And, you know, that that's a wonderful vision in and of itself, because, you know, we think about when we think about communities, we think about, you know, centers, we think about basketball, we think about swimming, tennis, you think about, you know, different types of of activity centers, you think about the YMCA, especially when you're talking about in town, you know, because there, there aren't many opportunities to find large spaces to be able to do things, like you said, for creatives outside of that small confined space of like a building. So right. I'm sure it was exciting to, um, to uh, you know, be able to purchase a space that was expansive enough for you to even be able to have that initial vision of, of you know, helping others out in the community. Yes, um, we named it um, in honor of my brother, Jared Blade, um, who unfortunately lost tragically in 2016 to a drunk driver. And so I definitely encourage everyone not to drink and drive. Um, but Jared and I, had begun create um, community initiatives and an organization called Blade Academy of the Arts um, prior. And we were already in the community, we're in the school systems, we're in rec centers and churches, and we were sharing our, our heart and our vision um, at these locations. And so since um, losing him in, in, in flesh, I wanted to continue what we started and honor him by naming the ranch after him. That's beautiful and a wonderful tribute to what it is that, that he was doing. Of course, my condolences to you and your family and, you know, at, at, at the passing of your brother and, and, you know, being able to have this ranch in his name and to honor the, the vision and uh, to continue, you know, the work that he, that you and he began, you know, right. and I know that that's, that's something that is, you know, special. And I'm sure that he is smiling down on you all for all of the wonderful work that you are doing. And like, as I said, I had an opportunity to, to visit the ranch and I only got to see a small snippet. We were doing some planting and, uh, you know, we're doing some gardening and, mm -hmm. um, I didn't have an opportunity to get to 
to do a full-on tour. And so I, I want to let you all know, our listeners know that we will be going out. I will be going out to visit the ranch again, and we are going to do some recording. We're going to do a recorded tour of the ranch. And so I hope that you will tune in for that uh, as uh, uh, the weeks go on. That we're looking, we're probably looking to do that uh, next week to be able to go out and, and have you all see a recording of the tour of the ranch. And so like I said, it's a beautiful green space. And, and we want those of you who are in this area to have an opportunity to come out and, and visit the ranch and to see the work that is being done. So with that being said, like you said, you were talking about um, the Blade Academy of the Arts and the things that you were, were doing there. And then, like I said, now it turns into a ranch. That right. well, I mean, now on this ranch, do you have animals? Do you have, uh, you know, because when you think about a ranch, I think about a ranch, I think about horses and I think about, you know, farm animals and things of that nature. So uh, do you have animals on your ranch? We do. We do. We have horses um, that live there. We have goats that live there as well as chickens. Um, and this is a part of when I spoke about not that being a part of the plan, that was definitely part of it. Um, growing up, I actually was very afraid of animals. I would have been the first thing running um, when an animal was coming my way. <laughs> so to now be the owner of, of um, land as well as livestock, it is a huge learning curve. And I'm falling for them. They're really cute. Um, they are... Um, they relax you, you know, they are funny. Uh, I, I, you know, they have little characters. And so again, in coming over there, not only do you get to connect with, you know, nature in regards to green space, but you also get to see the characters of these little uh, goats or of, of the horses. So my uncle actually is how the, the animals came about okay. again. Um, I began to invite family and friends out to show them uh, this, this acreage of land. We have nine acres wow. and share with them what I was envisioning or what was placed in my spirit uh, to do with the land. And they began, and my uncle said, well, what do you, he had, he, oh, he's a horse owner. And he said, well, what do you think about me bringing my two horses over here to live? And I said, um, you know, because currently at the time he was horse boarding at another location. Mm -hmm. And I told him, hey, go for it. You know, Why? this is something he, myself and my brother growing up, we would always talk about having land and being able to ride horses and train others to ride horses. And mm -hmm. I saw this to be the perfect opportunity. So I told him, let's go for it. Well, shortly after that, he came with the next idea. Well, what do you think about goats? And I was like, I didn't think about goats. <laughs> Tell me about them. Right. And he began to share his knowledge of goats and how um, they have several purposes that we yes. can utilize them for, um, from cutting your lawn right. to wrenching them out to cut others' lawn, um, also to you know for consumption, um, and then the petting zoo. If we have, when we have events over there, if anyone wants to, you know, um, rent, rent the animals, then they can either ride the horses or they can, you know, feed the goats. So he shared those thoughts with me. I thought they were 
they went right along with, you know, community, green space, teaching, agriculture. Um, and I told them, let's do it. So we went and bought our first goats. Um, then shortly after that, he said, well, what about chickens? And I was like, oh my God. And, he, and again, each time he presented these animals, it wasn't like, just let's just get them. They already, my family knows that there has to be a purpose behind things that we're doing. And so again, he told me what the purpose of the chickens would be. We could um, consume their eggs as well as we could sell their eggs, mm -hmm. as well as they could be a part of the zoo, the petting zoo as well. Mm -hmm. And so I saw yet again, another opportunity for it to fit right into uh, the vision that we were, that was coming you know, to the forefront. So yeah, um, since then we actually have more horses. We do horse boarding. So yes. there are cowboys that allow their horses to live there. Okay. And um, at the time, I think we have, uh, we have about five horses on the land. Wow. Wow. So you see, so that, that's huge. You went from just having that green space. You went from talking about creatives and arts and, and planting to all of a sudden having livestock. And there's, like you said, there's a learning curve to that. Cause I mean, it's not like having a cat or a dog where you just have to walk in or, you know, just feed it there. I'm sure are other things that you have to do. You have to have the proper the, the proper uh, facilities to be able to house these animals. I'm sure that exactly. there are, are, are uh, you know, because you're in town, I'm sure that there was some type of, of paperwork that had to go along with making sure that you can legally house them and how they're to be housed and everything else. Exactly. Like that. So just like you said, a, a huge learning curve. You know, I yeah. know you, you thank God for your uncle and, and his knowledge, you know, because it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's interesting when you can, we could talk about something happening, but then you have to know that there's a process involved as well. And what is that process and how long does that process take? And, you know, when can you start having it? You just can't say, oh, well, just come on down. I'm right. sure there was a little bit more to it, you know, with right. regards to making sure that you can do that. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, like you said, from the um, making sure they have the proper environment to um, making sure that they are being treated um, periodically because, you know, eating um, can, you know, there are sometimes parasites and things that can, can gather in their bodies to clipping their hooves to, yeah. you know, cleaning them, um, you know, cleaning out their, their homes, the little sheds in which they um, house themselves in at times to even understanding that like women, uh, when the females have their, um, their babies, which are known as kids, the goats we're talking about, um, then you need to put nutrients back into, back into the female. Excuse me. No worries. You need to place, provide nutrients for the female to, to give her strength, you know, because the, the kids are sucking on uh, her to for to feed, right. and so I didn't know that at first. It's just like from what I hear about females, the nipples were getting, um, you know, you have to take care of right. them, right? You know, and you and and all of this was a learning curve, um, but I was even able to not only witness the birth of many goats at this point, which the first goat that was born there, we named him JB, which again is after Jared. Yeah. So Jared is all throughout the 
from a, we got a Christmas tree on there. We've named Jared. We've got a goat that's named Jamie. <laughs> We're going to put roads on the land because we mm-hmm. want people to learn about him. Um, of course, family and friends are aware, but there's a whole mm-hmm. world out here um, and, uh, in order for his legacy to live on. Mm-hmm. So you will, when you come to the land, you will learn about him. You will see these initials and eventually you'll say, well, what is this JB I'm seeing? Or mm-hmm. why do you name it J Blade? And then that gives us the opportunity to share his story with you. But um, we, we were able to see a horse be born. I never saw a horse born before. It was magnificent and amazing. Um, and so again, it's nonstop. It's uh, it's adventurous, but it is work. Um, we we do have to have someone tend to the land on a daily basis mm-hmm. to make sure that they're eating and make sure that they're watered. And also make sure they're not caught up in something. You know, they're very mischievous at times, trying to get out of the place that you've created for them. Right, especially the ghosts, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. So you have to go. You definitely have to make sure that um, that they're being managed and and watched over. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk. Let's back up a little bit and talk about what you were doing prior to being on this, because it sounds like you know, with, with, with the livestock and, and with all of the activities that, that you're planning to do there, that takes up a lot of your time. So what were you doing prior to uh, acquiring this land? Um, prior, I am an accountant. I went to Mercy University, obtained my degree, and was blessed to go directly into the field after college. And so I worked in, the, in firms for a few years and then eventually stepped out on faith and began uh, Blade Academy of the Arts. And in starting that company, I had financial knowledge, business knowledge because of my accounting experience. Um, So again, Jared and I, we would go into school systems and they may ask for a dance program or a fitness program. And we would customize it to make it a little more than what they knew that we could bring to the table. So if you ask for a dance hip hop class, I'll give you that. But I mean, we we would call it international hip hop fitness. And at that point, we're exposing children to other cultures, to other um, uniforms, other ways of, of dancing, other areas outside of their more familiar community, and but still giving them what they asked of us. And Jared, he was more on the athletic side of things. So he would go in and he would work with the fitness programs, nutrition programs, mm-hmm. any sports, whether it's basketball, or uh, football, he would teach drills, skills and drills, and just let them know um, some of the challenges that they may incur as they go up the ladder in their uh, programming, their athletic programming, and what the collegiate level is gonna expect from them, because he played football um, all four years in high school, he was the quarterback, Um, And when he passed, they actually retired his number two jersey at Lakeside High School. That was very honorable and also the very first time that Lakeside had ever retired a jersey. So that really spoke Mm. volumes to what he provided to that school. Um, But he also played on a collegiate level. So he wanted to make sure that uh, when he worked with the boys or the students, that he was helping produce scholar athletes, that they understood that, yes, 
academics is important. And if, you know, an ailment or injury of some sort happens, what is the backup plan? So we, we always would go in and again, provide what they were looking for, but we always brought a little extra. If I came in and taught a dance class, being that I'm an accountant, I'm gonna share some financial literacy with the students. I'm gonna ask them, you know, okay, if you wanna dance or if you wanna play this sport, how do you plan to live from that? Mm -hmm. um, what kind of home are you looking for? Because, you know, if you wanna be a teacher, it doesn't matter. I would never discourage them and Jared wouldn't either, but let's talk about what that lifestyle looks like because you can live that, but you may still, still have to pick up, um, you know, another opportunity that could, uh, grant you the lifestyle. So just making sure that the students could see beyond the, the now and the today mm -hmm. and have a better a plan for their futures. Absolutely. That is. But never killing their dream. That is awesome. And you see, and it, it's wonderful because just like you said, you, you know, you went into accounting that was, uh, you know, you were able to, to go into the field right after you graduated and, and now you're still able to use those skills. You're able to use those skill sets and, and being able to, you know, effectively run the ranch and to be able to, you know, to develop scholarships and things for, for the children that will be passing through there. And so it's wonderful. I bring that up because, you know, sometimes we don't always start where we're, you know, or stay where we started. And just right. like I said, you went from, you know, crunching numbers and working in, in, you know, the, uh, you know, working in, in big business to turning around and, and working on a ranch and doing something that, that followed even more of, of your passion. And just like you said, yeah. to be able to get over your fear of animals to now having livestock that, that you're interacting with on a daily basis says right. volumes, but it just lets us know that, that we are not pigeonholed by the, the things that, that we may start out doing initially. And we never know how we can take those same skills and transfer them into something that is just as, as meaningful to us, you know, as, as, you know, what we thought, you know, we were supposed to be in, you could have, exactly. you, you could have stayed in, in the business world and, and continued and, and yeah, I'm sure it would have been very lucrative for you to do that, right. but to be right. able to, to, to see this land and to say, okay, I see so much more for this space. I see so much more for how this can serve my community and how it can serve you. So, right. so let's, let's get a little personal here in saying how has, how has running this ranch, how has it changed you personally? Well, um, it's changed me a lot um, in regards to, again, I am um, um, unfamiliar, I'm in unfamiliar territory, and I am a new um, Black business farmer. I um, am officially a Black woman and a farmer, and that, that is a minority, and it's, it's kind of a big deal, so um, it's a new accolade. I'm a, I'm a landowner. i never owned land before. All of these are um, new learning curves, and um, but it's changed me where it, it, it's a space even for myself to slow down from the hustle and the bustle of our city. And I'll go out there and just connect 
Um, of course, I could go to your local park, but why not go to the J Blade Ranch? <laughs> so, yeah, it, it um, it's it's a, a tranquil place for me. It's I've grown. I've been able to establish uh, additional streams of revenue through again uh, the horse sporting through. Um, truck parking, we have truck parking over there, and then event rental, event space. We rent the land out for um, events. We've had weddings, um, Halloween festivals, um, screen on the greens. We have volunteer days where people are coming out and helping us develop the land because when we when, when I purchased it, it was overgrown. It was empty for, it was an empty lot for like 20 years. Wow. So when we purchased it, it was full of trees. It was totally overgrown. And there was, it was very difficult to see a vision. Um, when people would come over, all they saw was, oh my God, you have a lot of work to do. <laughs> <laughs> so, but there are some people who are visionaries and they were able to help me um, slowly just knock a little bit down at a time. So it, it's, it's been exactly what we want it to be. It's brought us together. And even in the pandemic, that's, mm-hmm. when the, that's when the ranch was birthed. You know, again, when I bought the land, I didn't know it was going to be a ranch. Um, it became a ranch in 2020. I mean, in, in 2019, mm-hmm. I think the first horses came and then then um, the goats. And, and, and so it was all right there in the pandemic. And we were a little secluded, of course, because the world was shut down, but we had our, our own little um, space, our own little incubator, right. and we really connected. And mm-hmm. so I've, I love it. I love it. It's, it's a lot of responsibility. You know, I don't want to uh, shine any way from anyone away from doing it, but I also, you know, like to be forefront and say, you have to, you have to start something and you don't quit you you push through you revamp your ideas but you and and understand that it it all happens in phases you know the saying is Rome wasn't built in a night or in a day and so you have to understand that because it can be overwhelming um but it's it's a beautiful something to be able to sit back and see the development and the growth of it. You know, mm-hmm. if I showed you pictures from the beginning till today, you would be in awe of how <laughs> far we've come. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, and, and it's beautiful because as I'm listening to you talking about, you know, the process, and that's what it is, as with anything that we're doing that we're unfamiliar with, it's a process. And and the one thing I love is even when you were talking about your uncle and, and you know, telling and talking about the fact that when he bought those, uh, you know, when he was talking about bringing those animals, he had to bring you some knowledge about those things too. What, what that shows me is the open-mindedness that you had to have, you know, because your fear of animals could have been like, oh no, you can't bring that horse, goat, pig, chicken. You can't bring nothing of it because I'm right. afraid, you know? Right. And so for you to just be able to, to say that I'm going to step out on faith and I'm going to say, okay, so tell me about this. And, and tell me what the process is and being open to, to learning something that you didn't know is such a big part of, of the process itself, because you could have shut down all a- aspects of that. 
you could have turned around and said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, we're just going to have it be a facility where we can do athletics and where we can do some, you know, creative things. We could do some gardening, but, you know, animals, eh, we're not doing that, <laughs> you know? So, so for you to be able to even, you know, have, have the open-mindedness to say, okay, we have nine acres here. How can we maximize this space? Yes. What are some things that we can do? And being open to people's suggestions, those things are so important when we're seeking to do something, because like you said, Rome was not built in a day and there is no I in team. There's not right. anything that you could have done in and of your own ability without the assistance of friends and family and being open-mindedness enough to at least listen to some of the suggestions that they have. So I applaud right. you for that, you know? So, so as we're talking about, let's talk a little bit more about the vision that you have. So you said that you took over the land 2019, 2020, and like I said, you start having the animals there. You've got the the trucks that can park there. You've got, um, you know, where others can house their horses there as well. And so what are some things that you're looking to do moving forward? Um, gardening. We have a garden that we started last year. Um, and we want to uh, be a, a flea market in a sense mm -hmm. where or I should say farmer's market, that's farmer's what I meant to say. Uh -huh. A farmer's market where, again, the community can come in and purchase their herbs, their vegetables, their mm -hmm. fruit, um, their eggs, um, and then we'll have some, some forms of meat there, as well as my family. Um, so I always am thinking of my family, but I'm thinking of my, my friends and my brothers, and then we're thinking even beyond that. So we will soon have our permits to where we're able to sell uh, the food. Uh, last year was the first year that we planted and we had basil, lemongrass, chocolate mint, peppermint, uh, chives, several different herbs. And we mm -hmm. hosted an event called Paint, Sip and Eat. And we, so we took, that was our first harvest and we had a personal chef, shout out to Chef Rod, who oh. came out and used those herbs and cooked a delicious cuisine with them. Yeah. Uh, we infused some of the water with some of the herbs. And so we invited uh, people out to come and partake in the food, yeah. as well as they painted. And the signs that they painted were signs that will go in the garden. So one person may have had a strawberry sign, someone else. So they didn't get to take them home. But again, because this is a land of legacy, we want people to feel vested. We want them to be a part of the growth. So as we continue to manifest this garden, um, that is, you know, it, it takes labor. So we're constantly looking for volunteers or looking for assistance. But as it continues to manifest, you'll be able to come back and say, oh, my God, I remember I painted that sign. Excellent. And then years from there, you can bring your daughter or your child and just, you know, um, let them see the history. And, mm -hmm. and maybe they can paint a new sign uh, or, or do some type of activity that will embed them into the to the land as well. One of my biggest thing is that I can't take it with me, you know, and when my day does come, the land will not be able to travel along with me. And so without making people understand that they are part of this growth and allowing them like yourself, you came and you helped yes. us 
plant beautiful flowers yes. that um, are what we call in our beauty spot. So it's mm-hmm. an area where it's like a backdrop where people can take pictures and, yes. you know, have their memories. And thanks to you and that crew that came out that Saturday, that area is now developed. Um, so, so yeah, we'll have the, we'll have more events. You can either rent the space and have your event, or you can attend one of the events that we're hosting. Um, and uh, we have ATV riding out there. Um, okay. Eventually, we want to maybe do some paintball or some zip lining. Nice. You know, um, just bringing fun, but also, like I said, educational programs as well. So, teaching the community how to how to grow in a mm-hmm. garden or teaching them how to horseback ride. Um, one thing I want to add is um, what was Jared doing? before his day and Jared of course we both did work with Blade Academy but um, he 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 had a company and it was called Universal Services and he would come into a business or an individual space and you know maybe put up your security system or mount your television or cut your lawn and it was universal. I mean, this man could do a little bit of everything. He could cut glass. He had learned, he had a mentor that taught him how to cut glass. So he would install glass into commercial properties. Nice. He worked for the film industry. He was a part of the union. So he had a, a massive network of uh, individual. And then he was an athlete and he was a coach. Uh, so he did all of these things prior to and um we are utilizing the tools, all of his tools, all of his equipment, whatever he left us, it is being rep- it is being used as we speak at the ranch. All of his lawn care equipment, if he if he had athletic equipment, it's being used. Like I said, we are embedding him into this mm-hmm. land. And when you're touching a certain exercise machine you don't know it but it's 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 Jared you know and so you're gonna get he's gonna he's gonna touch you and and rub off on you in some way whether you like it or not (laughs) I absolutely love that I love that he is immersed in it and that like you said his legacy is continuing in in every you know aspect of that ranch and he's touching lives even in his absence you know, and so, you know, he he's present with the Lord, but he's also, you know, infused in all that you're doing there. So I absolutely yeah. love that. And I absolutely love that you talk about the importance of, of leaving uh, legacy you know, through the community, that the community is also giving back to the space as you're giving to them. You know, I love it. They made those signs like they can go back. I know that when I bring my grandbaby to visit, I can say, you know, Nana planted those those flowers right right there. And I mean, (laughs) it's wonderful to be a part of that process. So it goes, you know, I love that it just goes beyond you and your family. It reaches out and extends into in the into the community. And, and you're bringing them back in and letting them know that it's not just our, I mean, just not just that that's not just yours. It's right. ours as a community. Yes. Yeah, so and we I, have to take care of it. Yes. You know, 
Um, I, you know, I need people to clean up when after themselves when they're there, you know, yeah. treat the land with respect, you know, um, because it is ours. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes, you know, some people know that and others you have to teach that to. Yes. But we're all there to help one another be better as well as, you know, have as much laughter enjoy as we can. That's it. That's it. Because, you know, I love that there's an educational piece too, because we can teach them about conservation, teach them about, you know, how uh, recycling and things like that. There are just so many things that can, you know, that can be manifested out of this space. And I just love that, that you, you are taking the opportunity to share it with others. And like I said, not just keep it to yourselves. You could have just said, look, we're going to take the same, we're going to put some houses on here for the whole family. And, you know, you still may do some of that, but you know, you're saying, okay, how can we, how can we tap in? How can we take this space and, 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 you know, allow everybody to, to benefit from it, you know, in a myriad of ways. And so I love, love, love what you are doing and, and how it has, has, you know, changed your life and how it has changed your trajectory of your life. And I really want people to, to understand that too, that, you know, like I said, we, we start out with, with one plan in our minds and, and one thought in our minds. And then, you know, sometimes things happen that cause a pivot in our lives, you know, you know, I, it, it you know, it, it breaks my heart, you know, that you've lost your brother. You know, and I think about, you know, losing my daughter 14 years ago. And and that is a pain that never goes away. But but we we always take opportunities to honor their legacy. And so, you know, through my coaching, through this show, through your ranch and through through the programs that you are providing for the community, we're giving back in their honor. And so, you know, where, where we're sad that, that this tragedy took place, out of that tragedy was birthed something beautiful, something that, that others can, can have an opportunity to share with us, the, the beauty, the love, the, the, you know, the work that they put forth in the time that they were here. And so I, you know, that, that, that to me just brings unspeakable joy and it speaks volumes just to let people know that, you know, there, there are still things that we can do, you know, that may be outside of what we normally do that can be just as beautiful that can, can serve and, and, and provide for others who, you know, are seeking a, a safe space. We're creating safe spaces for people. And I'm sure that, that people see the ranch as a place that they can come, someplace that is local, someplace that is not, you know, hours away, that's right here in the community that they can, you know, expand and, and grow their knowledge right here. So I'm excited about what it is that you're doing. I can't wait to come and, and do the tour of the facility and to record it and bring it to our listeners. And, you know, that's why you guys make sure that you, you know, sign up for the, uh, you know, the How Now podcast YouTube channel. So that way you can watch the show because we definitely are going to, uh, you know, go out and, 
and take a tour of the facility and all of the wonderful things that you are seeking to do there. So I want to think we're going to ride the ATV on the tour, aren't we? Oh, yes, we are. Okay. okay. All right. I'm going to take her for a ride. Yes. <laughs> yeah, look, I am so excited. I have never been on one. And so, you know, I'm going to have my jeans on. I'm going to be ready. <laughs> you know, right. it's, so, it's so funny. I have to laugh because, you know, um, I when I came out to do my volunteer work, I came out in my little... <laughs> <laughs> I have to laugh. I came out in my my little um black. She, fancy. Uh, she said I was all fancy and sophisticated. Okay, no, you see what had happened was okay. <laughs> Those of you who know I'm on my wellness mm-hmm. journey know that I have I I've lost fifty four pounds, and so I didn't have any. And I ain't had no play clothes. Right. I told him I was like, look, I ain't had no play clothes. So I had to go to Walmart, and so I had to bought so a little fancy. black sweatsuit. And 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 <laughs> Crystal's mom said. No, ma'am. She said, why are you coming all fancy? I was like, I didn't. I didn't have no play clothes. So this is all I got. So she went in her and she went in her truck and she found me a, a T-shirt and, and, right. and some sweatpants. And I, I was out there digging in the dirt, having a good old time. And I, right. I posting, right. uh, you know, pictures from, <laughs> from doing my volunteer work. And my mom called me all the way from New York. And she was like, girl, what you have on? <laughs> what are you wearing? I said, look, yes. I was playing in the dirt. I ain't had no play clothes. And so, you know, her mom was nice enough to give me some play clothes so I could be out there and yes. dig in the dirt for real, for real. And so yes. I said, that was part of our learning curve, too. Oh, yes. We had to learn the gear to wear out there. Oh, yes. Um, you know, of course, again, we've cut everything down now. But at one point, right. I mean, you have to have, we had to have your long sleeves, your long, oh, yes. you know, your long boots and pants because, so yeah, we learned what oh, to yes. wear out there. That's so you come ready. Poison ivy come ready all kinds of stuff. Right. Don't, come fly. don't come too fancy, guys. Come in your play clothes, okay? Don't, don't, don't go to the Goodwill. I didn't know. I didn't know back then. I didn't know. Now I know. <laughs> so when I go it's down, so ironic um, because you are actually wearing the ranch's colors. Orange and blue. Those are our colors. So Jared's favorite color was orange. Wow. Yeah. Wow, and it's funny because those are my high school. I went to Bayside High School. Shout out to Bayside High School, Bayside, New York. <laughs> our colors are our colors are orange and blue. Those are awesome. our, our colors. So just happened to be wearing them today. You know, see, it's amazing how it all works out. Isn't it? Connection. That's right. That's right. Okay, so I want to do two things before we before we wrap things up. We want to let people know how they can get in contact with you or how they can, uh, you know, go about seeing some information about the ranch and, and what you all are doing out there thus far, or, you know, where you are on social media. So if you can share those, um, those uh, outlets with us, we'll make sure that we put those uh, in the description for the show when it airs. And uh, then we'll, we'll have another question after that. Awesome. Well, our social media, we have Instagram, it's J Blade Ranch. We have a Facebook, um, also J Blade Ranch or Jared Blade Ranch. And then we have a website called www.jbladeranch. So if you just go out there and Google, or if you choose to go directly to one of those social media sites, you should see um, what we have coming up, what we've done in the past, and then feel free to inbox us and let us know if you like to come out and visit or, um, like I said, book it for an event, a photo shoot or video shoot. 
Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So that's www.jbladeranch.com. You can go on Instagram at jbladeranch. And then you said also on, um, on Facebook, Facebook. Uh-huh. And you said it may be under Jared. Uh-huh. J-A-R-R-A-D. A-D. See, so we want to make sure they spell it right. That's right. Okay. So Jared Blade Ranch on yes. Facebook. Okay. And then like she said, you can go about, um, making sure that you uh, DM them if there's any ad- additional information that you need. And again, we'll be taking a virtual tour of the ranch real soon. Yeah, I'm going to go on that ATV. I'm so excited. Exactly. I cannot wait. wait. Y'all know I'm a big kid, so I cannot <laughs> wait to hop on there and, and take a, a trip because, okay, because let me tell you something about these old legs. They can't walk no nine acres. So <laughs> we've got to ride right, on something. Right. That's exactly why we had to get one. Yes. And I'm so excited because another thing or another fun fact here, I have never ridden a horse. Oh, well, we have to uh, schedule that for you. I have never ridden a horse because to be honest, I was uh, too big and I was like, I didn't want to break the horse's back. So (laughs) I wasn't trying to hop up on nobody's horse, but now I'm ready. You ready? So yeah, I think I'm going to need to hop on on a horse or two so yeah we're gonna we're gonna okay. work that out too and we'll see about all right recorded look y'all gonna get a two for on this <laughs> and that's what we want we want people to come out there and make memories have new experiences things you've never done or things you'd love to do whichever one you fall whatever category you fall into so awesome. that sounds like that's a yes. good idea we're gonna let you ride that horse that's it. So like I said, so we have ways of getting in contact with her. And then my second question for her, which I always ask all of our guests who come on the show is how are you living in the now with this pandemic still continuing to go on? How are you navigating in the space? What do you do to Wusa? I know that part of it is being out there on that ranch, but what are some other things that you're doing to live in this now? Um, I'm eating better. I'm eating healthier. I'm eating more fruits and vegetables and less uh, sugar, which is very toxic for our bodies. And I am um, in martial arts. I am a martial artist. And I just, uh uh-huh, I just graduated to my yellow belt this past Saturday. (laughs) And I'm traveling. I am traveling a lot more and taking, you know, whether even if it's quick, but taking little brief moments uh, to enjoy life because although I've heard the saying um, that tomorrow isn't promised or that life is short again being that it was my baby brother he was younger than myself he was only 32 years young and we no longer have him in the physical Um, I my history is that of a workaholic so I am consciously taking time for my health and taking time for relaxation by disappearing. I have to kind of get out of town to do that. <laughs> that's right. Um, but it's been great. It's been great. And I think that that's wonderful. And that's a, and that's a powerful lesson because. And always pray. Let me, I do not want to go without my, um, my spiritual connection with the Lord is definitely a lot stronger. Um, you know, I talk to him on a on a daily basis, several times throughout the day. I constantly ask him for guidance, direction. And when I take these trips, a lot of times I can get a little more clarity and I come back and execute the plan. So there you go. Make sure you guys are out there praying and not just for yourself or for your visions, but for those that are around you. 
um, for our country, for our children, who are our future. Um, and so if we do not, no matter whether we understand everything that they're enduring or not, we need to make sure we keep our country, our world lifted up in prayer. Absolutely. Absolutely. Huh? You couldn't have said it any better. It's all about doing that. It's all about self-care. Even like you said, with all of the responsibilities on that ranch, you have to step away. You have to be able to empower others to step in when we need to step away. Yes. And, and we have to have trusted people to do that. And that's why it's important to have a, a powerful inner circle. It's, it's important to have people around us who are, are for us and, and who understand that, you know, we're not going to wear that person out. We're going to give them the space that they need so they can come back recharged and ready to yes, go. Right. So I think that that is powerful. And like you say, we ought to pray. We ought to pray without ceasing. We ought to pray for one another at all times. And that is what I will be doing for you, as I know you will be doing for me That's as right. we continue to do the work that, that God has put before us. You know, we put our hands to the plow and you are literally putting your hand to the plow down all those nights. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So, <laughs> y'all have that. They had that. Like I said, I'll take, I'll take a rake for now. I don't know. But... <laughs> a rake will do. Every we'll little bit counts. I right. promise. <laughs> right. That's it. Come in your play clothes. That's all I'm going to say. It's come in your play yeah. clothes. Don't try to come and be fancy unless you're coming for an event that, that, exactly. that you're hosting. Otherwise, Come with your sneakers on, come with your jeans yes. on. It can have a little tear on it. It's all right, you know. That's right. Come in your play go clothes and get ready to come out and, and assist. So, sis, I want to say thank you so much for, for joining me this evening. Thank you so much for telling us about the ranch and for sharing the legacy of your brother, Jared, and all that he sought to do and all that you're seeking to do as you've made these powerful pivots in your life, you know. I ask that he continues to find favor in all that you seek to do. You, your mom, your sweet mom. Give your mom a shout out. Give your mom a hey, shout mama. out. Hey, <laughs> mama. Yes. I, um, my mom is my partner. She's the project manager. She is my mom, of course, and my best friend. So um, know that she is heavily involved and the biggest supporter that my brother and I have ever had. I said, give, give, really a whole go, give a whole government name. Give a whole government name. Alice. Jackson, okay. Alice Pleasure Jackson. Okay, Miss <laughs> Alice Pleasure Jackson. Hey, yes. Alice, <laughs> we're gonna give you a little yes. shout out. Yeah. <laughs> love you, and and you know, the, look at the beautiful legacy that you're leaving, both here and up uh, above. Uh, look, you covered, you covered, and we thank you for for the gift of your children and the gift that they're bringing to this community here in Atlanta, Georgia. So again, thank you for being here. Do you have any final parting words for our listeners before we go? Um, no, I just want to thank you for allowing this opportunity for me to come on to your show and speak about what we're doing and inviting us out. So I really appreciate you as well. Thank you so much. My pleasure, honey. It is and your listeners pleasure. for listening. Yes, yes. <laughs> like I said, we're not through. We, there's going to be a part two. Okay, look at me rapping. Okay, look at me. That's, that's about all I got for the rhyming. <laughs> Okay, but that will do it for this edition of the How Now podcast, where we talk about how to live in the now. And until we see you the next time, I say peace. Peace. <laughs>